Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au. today, Lord, we acknowledge we can't do this by ourselves. So, Lord, thank you, Lord, that your spirit is upon us, that you grace us, that you strengthen us, that uh, we speak what you once said today, and we give you all praise and glory for that. Thank you that you give everyone ears to hear, Father, and we just thank you for revelation knowledge that we know the truth, and the truth sets us free. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, And, oh, Patsy, you wanted to make say something about prayer yes um praise the lord aren't you thankful i was so thankful for that good report i didn't realize uh, that that had been voted on regarding um school chaplains that's a real victory praise the lord so um anyway this sunday night we are praying again for government and so if you want to participate in that if that's something that you would like to come along to do we pray Uh, from 6 to 7, and next month then we will start in praying. Our prayer focus will be for the medical field in in Australia. And so uh, these four areas are are target areas. They're not the only things to pray about, but we've been praying about education, uh, the social system, uh, then government, and then finally will be uh, the medical system. So if you'd like to come along and pray, that isn't the only time that prayer is available. We have prayer groups if you're interested. But we do see the difference uh, when we take care of things in the realm of the spirit, then things can shift in in this natural realm. So we want to keep prayer happening. Praise God. So glad to be home. It was good to go and um, talk really loud. And he ate so much. Of course, I didn't. He kept on saying, tomorrow I'm not going to eat so much. But man, that food, it just smelled so good, and it was so good. Uh, But everywhere we we go, you know, they want to know about you. And so we just had such a good time. We felt like we took you along with us. And, um, but it's actually, it's actually really nice to come home. Good to be home. Mm. Yay. I don't know, you know, what it's going to be like in heaven, but, you know, if, if there is like, I, I do know this, that I just want to eat starch and sugar every day in heaven. <laughs> okay, so we're on this series, it's called Everything Necessary, and we have the scripture, Second Peter 1 and verse 3, it says, I can pray this because his divine power has bestowed on us everything necessary for life and godliness through the rich knowledge of the one who called us by his own glory and excellence. And so that just really jumped out to me as I was just reading, uh, uh, and then it, it just the Lord put it on my heart to do uh, a series along these lines, that when we become Christians, when we accept Jesus as Lord, you know, think about that, that the Bible says that we have everything necessary for life and godliness. So when it comes to the spiritual realm, godliness, we have everything we need through the rich knowledge uh, of God's, you know, what he, in his word. 
and then even by his spirit he'll speak to us by his spirit everything we need to do our spiritual duties or serving him everything we need spiritually we have but then it also says for life and so our life you know it consists of spiritual things but our life consists of every day and everything we would need to do life according to what the bible says we have it so uh with that said you know this this uh month has been different uh, every week has been different uh so today uh what we want to talk about is this it's the effect of humility on relationships the effect of humility on relationships and uh we're going to look into a, a number of things but before we uh do some uh talk about some things i just wanted to even show you spiritually speaking how humility uh what it does for us so these there's two relationships uh and there's more but just like as an example two relationships in the spiritual realm that require humility the first one is salvation okay so salvation is an example uh, how does that require humility what what is, happens when we get saved we we come into relationship with jesus okay and so how do we come into relationship and what why does that require humility well i know in my case i grew up denominational denominational however you want to say it and i grew up you know in the roman catholic church i mean my mother's from italy she was born there my dad's parents were born in italy you know uh they could speak you know um they didn't really speak proper italian they sp they spoke a dialect calabrese dialect you know uh, but i grew up in a house like that everything was about catholicism and so during my education with catholicism it was the one and only catholic church you know and i was grew up to believe that church membership in the catholic church would save me and that you know they were about really the only ones that were saved uh, and, and so that's how I grew up. Now, I know that the Catholic Church is around the world and they may teach differently. So, you know, I grew up thinking that I'm automatically going to go to heaven because I was born into the, this church and, uh, and it was my church membership and we're, we're the ones. And then uh, something happens that my, my brother, uh, Joe, he gets born again. He gets filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. I think he gets into a cult. I go rescue. I go to rescue him at, at, at his Bible study. I went to his Bible study to rescue him. There's a scripture read that uh, you must be born again. I hear this scripture. It, it makes me mad. I tell my brother later. I said, you know that I'm Catholic and all Catholics are going to heaven. He says, no. He said, only the Catholics that are born again will go to heaven. That's what the Bible said. And it just really upset me. And so... Uh, I'm in this position where, what am I going to do? You know, am I going to say, forget it, because I have membership and I'm going to heaven? Or am I going to humble myself and acknowledge the fact that I must confess Jesus Christ is my Lord and that God raised him from the dead? And so three weeks later, I went back to that Bible study with the intention that at the end of that Bible study, I was going to accept Jesus as Lord, and I did. And I came into relationship. So humility brought me into that relationship. I humbled myself and acknowledged I couldn't save myself. Church membership doesn't save me. Doing good works doesn't save me. But humbling myself uh, and accepting and confessing Jesus is what saved me. And so uh, humility brought me into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's take the Holy Spirit, another one. 
now, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, uh, I'm saved, and I hear my brother tells me that he, you know, he speaks, he speaks in other tongues. Well, that's kind of different for us. And uh, I have a brother, John. He's like, uh, we got, you know, my brothers are Jim, then me, and then we, we had my brother David. He went home to be with the Lord. Then we had uh, Joe, Mike, John, and Pat. You know, and we always kidded around that my, my parents ran out of Italian names, so they used an Irish name, Patrick, on my baby brother. They couldn't figure out his, what else, to, you know, to call him. But so my brother John, uh, when he, my brother Joe made the mistake of telling uh, our family that he, he spoke in tongues. And so my, my brother John started to persecute him. He started to go like, prayer tongue, prayer tongue, like really, you know, agitating kind of a thing, prayer tongue. And so, uh, and so we had company during Christmas time, and, and, and I know some of you heard this, but we're, my parents are entertaining some of their friends, and in our living room, my brother John was doing this to my brother Joe, prayer tongue, prayer tongue, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm in the kitchen with my parents, and I see like a flash going by the door, then I heard a boom, you know, like uh, we have basements in Ohio where I grew up, and so the floor, you know, we have a basement underneath that shakes, there's a big thing, and then... I hear some really good, some body punches and I go into the living room and I say, what's going on? And my brother Joe looks at me and he said, Christian anger. <laughs> he said, I am fed up with people persecuting me. And, and so he said, this is what's going to happen from now on when people persecute me. And of course, he's really grown in love. He's a pastor now. But that was after a few weeks of being born again, he wasn't going to take any persecution. Well, the good thing is my brother John's born again and filled with the Spirit and speaks in tongues too. But so I heard all of this about, you know, speaking in tongues and, and, uh, and everything, but I didn't know how to do it. And so here I am. I went to this special meeting and somebody taught uh, on how to be filled with the Spirit. And they went through and just showed that it's for everybody. You don't have to tear your weight. You can have it now. Real simple on how to receive even simple things like you know if you keep saying thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus which we have a tendency to do that you're not going to speak in tongues because you can't speak two languages at the same time so don't keep saying thank you jesus but actually yield like humility is yielding and you yield and then you just start to speak in another language and so it really became simple to me so i i didn't try to speak in english i just you know, and I had some fear, but I just yielded, and I spoke out of my belly, out of your belly shall flow, and I was filled with the Spirit, so I came into like a, a whole new level of relationship with the Holy Spirit, and I spoke in tongues, and so uh, this is like, you know, humbling yourself definitely has an effect on relationship, so we can ask ourselves this question, you know, what humility is not you know, and one of the things that humility is not, it is not pride, it's the opposite of humility. And so, you know, you see up there that, uh, you know, what pride can do when it comes to relationships is that pride can separate. Pride can, you know, it's the opposite of humility. So we want to say the effect of humility on a relationship, well, pride is a separator. Now, I want to say a few things, like, real quickly here, and then we're going to uh, move on. Uh, if you're with us today, and we're talking about humility in a relationship, 
there's a few things to just say about it up front. We're not saying to humble yourself to any kind of abuse. I'll say it one more time and then we'll move. We're not saying to humble yourself to any kind of abuse, physical or ver verbal or anything like that. That's different. And say, but so anything that isn't that is what we're going to talk about right now. So here's a story. This happened in the summer of 1986. Okay. And there were two ships in the Black Sea over there in Russia. And there was uh, an accident. They collided. And 398 people died that day when these two ships collided. They, they, were, thrown into, whoops, they were thrown into the waters of, of the Black Sea uh, when these ships collided. One of them went down so quick that they couldn't even get the lifeboats out. All right. So they did an investigation and they revealed the, the cause of the accident and people were amazed when they heard what caused the accident, okay? It wasn't technology, it wasn't like radar like that, it wasn't thick fog, anything like that. The cause of this accident was stubbornness, it was human stubbornness. So get this, each of the captains, they were aware of the, each other's ship. Here's a direct quote from a newspaper about this. It says this, both ships had been in visual contact for almost eight miles and in radio contact almost up to the point of impact. The weather was clear and the seas were calm and they collided. So both ships could have steered away from each other and not hit but get this, neither captain wanted to give way to the other. Each of them were too proud to yield first. Okay, so by the time they came to their senses, it was too late. All right, so here's the scripture. Uh, pride first, then the crash, but humility is the precursor to honor. And that, that's out of the message, but I thought that was an interesting scripture based on this story, like pride first, then the crash, okay? So, you know, like uh, pr humility is yielding, okay? And so when we talk about humility, uh, humility will yield. So here's a, a final thought about uh, this. Choosing to yield is not always easy, but it will help avoid uh, a lot of unnecessary crashes in life okay praise the lord james 4 uh, 6 gives us a verse of scripture it's kind of a classic verse of scripture that contrasts humility and pride all in the same verse and it says he gives more grace therefore he says god resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble and so that kind of gives the question because it's, um, when we think about God, we don't think about him being a resistor. We think about him being embracing and loving and kind. But this verse says he actually resists the proud. So then that kind of begs the question, why? Why is it that God resists the proud when, when, um, Actually, Jesus loves the sinner. He, he um, in examples in, the, in his ministry, 
where religion resisted people who were in sin. Jesus actually embraced and loved them. But this verse of scripture said that he resists the proud. So there must be something that does this to God or that God does this with. So it begs the question, why? And um, a simple, and there could be many other things that we could say about it, but a simple thing is this. Because pride resists God. God resists the proud, but pride resists God. A characteristic of pride is um, what Tony was sharing. It will not yield. I will not say uh, I'm wrong or I'll change. I demand that of you. And so what happens with people, even towards God, is rather than admit that we're wrong, we actually would rather accuse him of being wrong. <laughs> so the proud, a proud person um, actually ends up resisting God for the right to be right. No, I'm right. And I won't give that, uh, that right up for anybody, including God. And so that's why, in the end, God resists the proud. Uh, we talked the last uh, the Sunday we were here before uh, this trip that we've just come home from about blame and and shifting, blame shifting. And so uh, we won't we won't go back on that. You can actually look at any messages that have been preached on online. If you you may not have known that, but we have podcasts that you're able to look at that. You can go back and listen to things. But um, refusing, blaming any other person or any other thing just for the right to never, ever claim that you're wrong. And, uh, and so that is actually pride. In Proverbs 13, there's a verse of scripture also about pride that I think is really interesting, quite, quite confronting. And it says this, by pride comes nothing but strife. The end of the verse but with the well-advised as well is, 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 uh, is wisdom. But look at this first part again. By pride comes nothing but contention. The King James actually reverses the order of the word, and I, and I like it, actually. And it says, um, only by pride comes contention. Only by pride. So in other words, if there's contention, it's an indication of, of pride. Pride is not always easy to spot. But one of the symptoms of pride, and you do want to find pride. Pride is like a spiritual cancer. It, it really is deadly. And it's not easy to spot, but a symptom of pride is contention is strife getting ticked off getting mad and so what that is is behind that contention and strife is actually is actually pride Ooh. and the remedy of pride is is humility and humility is not something that somebody can do for you there's some things in life that no one else can do for you. No one else can eat for you. No one else can drink for you. There's no one else can sleep for you. 
I would have done that with Anna when she was, she was one of those kids that, um, praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, yeah, I, the bed was like a trampoline at night, you know, I was just in it and off of it, in it and off of it uh, to check on her. Uh, anyway, it is, it is, uh, I can't remember now I'm thinking about Anna. Now I got to get back to the... <laughs> But there is um, these indications of pride that elsewise we wouldn't even know that we have it. And so strife is that is a huge symptom, a huge indicator of, of pride. And the remedy of pride, as we were saying, is humility. Oh, yeah, you can't sleep for somebody else. Here's another one that you can't do for somebody else. You can't humble yourself for somebody else. No one else can humble themselves for you. It's something we have to do ourselves, And that's why it says, humble yourself in the sight of God, and he will lift you up. Another verse of scripture tells us. And so, uh, do you guys remember in, uh, maybe in science, in primary, because I think it was quite early that these things were introduced Remember when, uh, when you were shown how magnets have different poles? On a magnet, there's a north and a south pole. And if you try to mash a north and a north together, it just will not mash. You can use all the strength that you have to try to mash them. Even those little, uh, those little refrigerator magnets, they will not mash together. Only the, only the opposite will. And so it's kind of an example of what pride does in a relationship. It, you can be and share the same table. You can share the same room. You can share the same, you can share the same, I think, I think that's you. And I refuse to yield on that. <laughs> um. So you can share the same car. You can share many different things. In other words, the same space you can share, but you won't have precious relationship. I'm talking about with husband or wife or friend and friend, uh, siblings, um, co-workers. You won't have cohesiveness. You won't have good unity if there's pride in between. It'll always It'll always kick something out. Somebody is going to have to shift so that there can be cohesiveness. And so, uh, you know, Tony and I, um, when we got married now nearly 30 years ago, coming around next May will be 30 years. But um, when we first got married, we hadn't, we'd been single for, I was 34. One and he was 34 when we married, so he had his way of doing things. I had my way of doing things, but we didn't know that. We were just struck with one another. I'd like to think he was particularly struck with me. I and was here. Yeah, he, he, he actually really was. And, um, and I'd actually like to think he still is. I am. Oh, yeah, well, there you have it. So... Um, 
so anyway, um, he, he would only have, when I would ever be in the room with him, I was, and there may have been a heap of other people, but I was the only person in the room. You know, it was kind of like that. Well, after we got married, I discovered that there was another affection in his life. Praise the Lord, it was not another woman. But it was a football team. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gridiron football team. And he, he had great admiration for these people. And um, anytime they were playing, he was watching them. He was cheering them. But anyway, I remember this day, um, he was watching them. And he, his, his normal way of watching them is in between the plays, he would come and sit, sit on the couch. And then during the plays, they needed his help. They couldn't play without him. So he'd be like this, watching, helping them. So I came in the living room and I, I said, you know, I was trying to talk to him about something. He, he didn't even hear me. He didn't look up. His eyes didn't even shift. Nothing, nothing broke his gaze on these Pittsburgh Steelers. So I raised, you know, I, I, I talked louder. I said, Tony, and I, nothing. He heard nothing. <laughs> and I was even, I came close and tried to talk. Nothing yet even. So I did an unforgivable thing. He was watching TV. I came. The TV was right here. I came and stood right in, in between him and the TV. And you know what he did? He did this. <laughs> oh, I can't even tell you. I was so mad. I was so mad. I was hurt. I was offended. And... Um, so, you know, I stormed out of the room and I went into the kitchen and I thought, surely he noticed that I stormed out of the room. Well, he didn't. <laughs> and so I started unloading the dishwasher and I took the dishes out, was putting them in the cupboard and, and putting them in. And every once in a while I was going, <laughs> you know, that sound. I put everything into the drawers in the cupboard, and I closed the door, and I was thinking, he's going to hear me doing that, and he's going to come in, and he's going to say, oh, babe, I'm so sorry. Are you upset? Did I do something? I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Well, it didn't happen. <laughs> so I went back through, the, through where he was watching television in the living room, he was still in, that, in the same position. Nothing had changed. So I said, I'm going to bed. And um, so I thought that would do something. That, but it didn't. And I stomped up the stairs, and I went to bed, and I fell asleep. Well, where our home was, backed right up to um, the, uh, a green belt, some bushland, right up to it. And so... Um, in, in, in that area, there were like, we don't have them here, but skunks and, and raccoons, possum, different kind of possum than what we have here, but possum. 
and, uh, and bugs, even snakes and stuff like that. Right, on that. right in that green belt, there had been any of those kind of creatures. Well, when I was, I was asleep, I had a dream. And in my dream, the back door of our house, it was a sliding glass door, was completely open. And I had left it open. And I thought, oh my, I've left the door open and anything can get in. And then in my dream, I remembered a verse of scripture. Neither give place to the devil. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, on your anger. Don't go to bed mad. Well, and I had. I went to bed mad, hopping mad. And so, um, yeah, I woke up. That I woke. It was a dream. The Lord gave me a dream. And in my heart, I heard, you left the door open to your relationship with Tony. And I know, you know, you, your belongings in your house, your furniture, your whatever, and th those kind of creatures can wreck it all. But there is nothing more important than the relationships in your life. No furniture, no car, no jewelry, no bikes, no nothing is imp as important as your relationship with people. Our friends, our family, our spouse, so important. So there he was, by the, in, in between all of that, and he had come up and gone to bed, and he fell asleep, had fallen asleep. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, there I was awake, and he was sleeping there, and I thought, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to ask him to forgive me for getting so mad. And um, because what I was holding out for was him to ask me to forgive him. And that pride, no, he's going to go first. I'm going to, I am holding my own until he asks me to forgive him. So anyway, but I saw that my attitude like that had left the door open. And I was the one to close it. So I said, Tony, Tony, huh? <laughs> Tony. I couldn't wake him. He just was only like, huh? So finally I just said, Tony, I'm sorry. Sorry I got so mad. Please forgive me for getting so mad at you. And he just went, uh. <laughs> so it was really quite pathetic. He never, he never knew that I got mad, and he never knew I made up. Either one. But who did know is God, and who else did know was the devil. And I closed the door so he didn't have any space in between. What closed the door wasn't taking authority over the devil. What closed the door was yielding. 
And not, nobody else can do that for you. And nothing else is more important than the sweetness that only humility and yielding can give. Somebody's got to do it. Make it a contest between the two of you or the however many of you to be the first one to do it. Yeah. And some scripture that kind of even can empower us, like this is kind of like humility according to God. In, in Philippians 2 and verse 5 it says, think of yourselves the way that Christ Jesus thought of himself. And then verse 6 says, he had equal status with God but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. And so that's like, uh, w what that says to me is like you can have titles and position because Jesus definitely had position. He was there at creation. Uh, I mean, think about he was just like God, all-powerful, all-knowing, all of that he had, but he didn't cling to that. And so when it comes to humbling ourselves, Jesus humbled himself. Uh, and why did he humble himself? Well, he did it for people. And so we could say, like, how much do we value our relationship? What are we willing to do for a relationship? And, uh, and humility, we could say that humility can uh, fix any relationship. I, I kind of had this phrase come to me. And it, it's, it's just simply like this. When one turns and demonstrates humility, healing and restoration can begin. And, uh, and in every relationship, it, it, even if just one of the two, or even if it's more than uh, that in a relationship, but if just one of the two decides to humble themselves, at that moment when that person does it, healing and restoration can begin. And we can say this, that the very best relationships out there, they demonstrate a continual spirit of humility. So, Father, I thank you for everyone that's here today. Father, I thank you for your word. And, Father, uh, thank you that if Jesus was able to humble himself and leave such a position, such a power that he had all-knowing and everything that he possessed father and he was willing to leave that and not cling to the advantages of that father i just pray for each person in this room today that we're able to not cling to advantages that we would even have but we're able to let go of all things and humble ourselves so our relationships can be healthy. Thank you, that. Thank you, Father. Thank you for speaking to people and even showing them the first step today. I thank you that there is a first step in all of these things and that you show the first step words, attitudes things that can be done in a practical way that somebody would take that step and humble themselves, Lord. I thank you for speaking and showing people that even right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. 
while Tony was praying along that line, and you guys can just um, you can just keep your eyes closed because I believe the Holy Spirit is doing exactly what Tony prayed, and He's dealing with our hearts. And uh, I just had a um, an awareness that there are uh, there's some relationships that are represented in this room, not necessarily the persons all involved are in this room, but they're represented in this room that are estranged and strained and have been for a long, long time. And in your estimation, you were right and the other person was wrong or the other people were wrong. But the Lord is calling on you today and that love that we were receiving, it's his, it's his breath in our lungs. He gives love. He gives life. He does give all of those things, but it's not just for us. It's for us to be able to give and sometimes give to people who don't deserve it. God wants to heal broken relationships, relationships that have been strained or even broken. And so this, this morning, as your heads are bowed, and if that is you, I'd like you just to put your hand on your own, on your own heart. And all of us pray this prayer together. Can we do that? Let's just pray this prayer and exercise the love of God. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your great love for me. Jesus, thank you that you humbled yourself and came to the earth. And you, you took my sins through humility on your part. Thank you for doing that so I could have relationship with you, so I could have relationship with the Father. Thank you, Father, for your love that I experience because Jesus humbled himself. I ask you, Help me to humble myself to the people in my life so that they can experience your love. It's your love that will change their life. And you need me to humble myself so, my, so your love can reach them. I pray for that person right now. I bless them in Jesus' name. I pray that you help them today and that you help me to represent your love to them in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. There was two relationships that Tony talked about in the beginning the relationship with the Father, with God, a relationship with Jesus, relationship with the, the Holy Spirit, 
today, if you don't have a relationship yet with Jesus, it does take humility. It does say mean saying, I can't save myself. My good works aren't going to get me to heaven. And we humble ourselves to the fact that Jesus and what he did for us is the only thing that can bring us relationship with the Father. Or today, if you've been born again, but you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit, that wonderful experience of being overflowing with his presence and a language that we're able to speak directly to God, that also takes humbling. But today, if you will humble yourself, the Bible says he will lift you up. So we're going to give opportunity for people to be ministered to here at the close of this service. And if that applies to you, if you want to have a relationship with Jesus, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you can humble yourself in these two areas. Or if you want healing today, or if you want prayer in any area, what prayer is, is simply humbling ourselves to God and saying, God, you have what it is that I need, and I come to receive it. I'm not going to try to give it a go on myself. I'm not going to try to just do this on my own. I want your help. So we would love to, Tony and I, the ministry team will be up here in the front to minister to you today at the close of this service. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at raymond.org.au.